illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw, and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here we'll tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half in the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, 10, into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heinrich Tailgater. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heinrich Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host and the big bald guy behind the grill, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me, as always, from the Twin Pines Vineyards and Airbnb, the director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my co-host and brother, the Beach. How you doing, Beach? Oh, Billy, I can't believe this is year number nine. Yes. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. I wonder how many people will get that joke. I I bet Doug will. Uh, Yeah, Doug would. Uh, Okay, so nine years, our first first of of the 2020 season. Yeah, you know, well, uh, we, we kind of. Well, we never, uh, we never did any baseball tailgating. It all went to shit. I know. <laughs> well, can I tell you something? So I, I think I know what, what kind of brought everything down. What? Do you remember what the last tailgater of the year last year? What was one of the last things I did at the last tailgater? We got rid of the old protein cooler. We got rid of the protein cooler. My original cooler, which I bought back in 1992. I finally threw it away, and I think that's what started this downhill trend. COVID probably came from that. It's all my fault. You know, I can't believe we we didn't have a baseball season. I mean, it's it's just been a crappy year for any type of enjoyment of life. Mm-hmm. You know, we we had no baseball. Nobody's been taking really any. Uh, summer vacations because you can't go anywhere for the most part. You know, I was talking to uh, Donna, my assistant at work, and uh, she's supposed to go to Texas for a wedding, but she, she's not sure if she wants to go because of fear that uh, Kate Brown will levy a, uh, a a quarantine if you travel outside the state because there's rumors that she might do that. 
Yeah, good luck. And yeah, and she's like, yeah, I don't want to fly to Texas just to come back to say, yeah, you can't show up for two weeks to work. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, just know, don't place. Don't tell anybody you're going. Yeah, the whole thing's just a crap show. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, that was like when uh, we went to uh, Florida, the game of the month. Kate Brown mm-hmm. was was threatening to do a a travel ban there. Ban, of course. Well, ban or whatever you want to call it. Of course, uh, the CDC came out last week and said that if you're traveling and not showing symptoms, eh, don't worry about quarantining for two weeks. Well, I heard that the CDC just adjusted their death their death count yeah. for this thing, and now yeah. it's down to like ten or twelve thousand people. Well, those are people that died solely of, of, COVID. of COVID. Yeah, not with COVID. Well, yeah, they didn't have other things going on. Yeah. So now suddenly our numbers are more in line with the rest of the world because that's how the world was counting those same numbers. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's like I couldn't figure out how they were like, going, oh, there's, you know, 100,000 people in the U.S. that have died of COVID. Yet, like, other countries in Europe are, like, sitting with, like, a thousand, you know. Mm. <laughs> um, like, we can't be counting stuff right. Yeah, so yeah, it's just a mess. Anyways, the purpose of illegal for participation is for us to talk beaver sports, tailgating, and anything else we find interesting every week. And just generally have some fun and screw around. Well, what the hell are we doing this for then today? Because we got no tailgating, we got no beaver sports. Well, we got some stuff to talk about. I want to remind everyone, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and pretty much any other podcatcher that you'd like to use. Wow. If you'd like to get in touch with us, HeinerTailgator at gmail.com, at HeinerTailgator on Twitter, or also check out HeinerTailgator on Facebook. Well, somebody just sent us an email just so we know you're alive and the rapture didn't get you. Yeah, no, I've been looking. We don't have any. All, All right. right. So what are, we, what are we trying to talk about, Billy? I got I got nothing. Well, Beej, we got a little Beaver Sports News. So, you know, a couple of weeks ago, the Pac-12 CEO group voted unanimously to postpone all sports, including football and basketball, through the end of the year. Now, in a statement, the Pac-12 said if conditions related to the coronavirus improve, it would consider a return to competition after January 1st, 2021. Now, Larry Scott, uh, commissioner of the Pac-12, said the health, safety, and well-being of our student-athletes and all those connected to the Pac-12 sports has been our number one priority since the start of this current crisis. Our student-athletes, fans, staff, and all those who love college sports would like to have seen the season played this calendar year as originally planned, and we know how disappointing this is. Now, the postponement applies to all sports that were scheduled to start before the end of the year, which includes winter sports like men's and women's basketball. Okay. League's medical advisory group had concerns that many of its current recommendations cannot be achieved consistently across all universities at this point in time. Currently, the availability of frequent FDA-approved accurate testing with rapid turnaround time varied each of the Pac-12 institution locations. Okay. So it's just a mess. Now, this came beads like a day after the Big Ten voted to postpone all their stuff. Now, Mm -hmm. the Big Ten is in discussions supposedly, about possibly having a Thanksgiving weekend start to the football season. Wow. Now, an early January start with an eight or nine game schedule at indoor venues 
um, has also been discussed and generated the most discussion. But at indoor indoor venues, yeah, just because in the okay. Midwest it'll get too damn cold. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Now the Big Ten, the Big Ten on August 11th became the first Power Five conference to postpone its fall football season. Did, did the SEC? No, they have not. Big Twelve? Uh, no. So just the Big Ten and the Pac-12. Correct. And hmm. a couple of the smaller conferences. Okay, like uh, Boise State. What's what are they in? Um, let me see here. Let me. Yeah, Mountain West or whatever. In July, the Big Ten cut non-conference play, and then that was followed by the ACC and the SEC. And then, then after that, the Patriots League canceled non-conference play. UConn canceled its season early August, and then the entire FCS decided to wait until spring, eight of the 13 conferences. Then the Mountain West um, dropped mm-hmm. out okay. August 10th. And then the 11th, the Pac-12, and the Big Ten canceled. And then the day after that, the Big 12 said they intended to play. Wow. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're going to play. And quite frankly, I think the the Pac-12 and the and the Big Ten went too soon. I think so too. I, I there was no. I don't think. I'm not saying that canceling wasn't the right thing that should happen, because maybe it is. Who knows? But I don't think canceling in the middle of August, when they'd already pushed the season back till the end of September, was the right way to go. Mm-hmm. Just let it ride a little bit. Yeah, wait, wait another three to four weeks. Yeah, at least or a month. Screw it. Yeah, there's no, there's no, no reason to rush it. But now that you've set down this January first point, I mean, how do you go back on that? No, really, it's yeah, you can't. So well, they, well you're, you're pretty much ending all non-conference games across the board anyway. So you're just going to be playing your own conference. Yeah. So you're just going to be playing conference games. What was that? You'll only be playing conference games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No non, no non-conference games, which makes it a lot easier to schedule stuff since you don't have to worry about the other uh, conferences' uh, layouts. Yeah. So, right. but. So, anyways, I just think I, I think canceling everything to January first that early was just a bit premature. Yeah, it'd be like Kate Brown and scheduled for November fourth. At least she showed her intentions. Yeah. All right, Beach. Uh, we got a little other sports news. Well, let's do a little baseball news. What is there to talk about on baseball, Billy? Well, Beej, uh, right-handed pitcher Drew Rasmussen became the 38th player in Oregon State baseball history to make his major league baseball debut when he appeared in relief last week uh, in Milwaukee's win over Minnesota. Milwaukee? Yep. Now, Rasmussen threw two scoreless innings of relief against the Twins, picking up three strikeouts. He struck out Byron Buxton and Miguel Sano on 99-mile-per-hour fastballs in the seventh inning. Then wow. Alex Avila on a 97-mile-per-hour fastball in the eighth. Now, Rasmussen uh, was the only and the first and only player in Beaver history to toss a perfect game when he was a freshman back in 2015. Mm. So, just something to talk about. There's not a lot of sports going on, so, you know. Pick up what we can. Yeah, you got to take it when you can. Yep, and we got a little bit of football news, Beach. Um, Oregon State University legends Craig Hanneman and Rocky Freitas 
um, had the 40th Oregon Sports Hall of Fame class was announced on Monday. Now, Hanneman, a native of Salem, Oregon, was a member of Oregon State's football team from 1967 to 1970. The defensive lineman earned Associated Press second team All-Coast and All-Pac-8 as a senior. In the 92 Oregon State University Athletics Hall of Fame inductee, played four seasons in the NFL after being drafted in 71 by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, Hanneman served in several governmental roles in the state of Oregon following football and is an accomplished mountaineer scaling the seven summits, including Mount Everest in 2012. Wow. Yep. Now, Freitas, already a member of the University of Hawaii and Oregon State Athletics Hall of Fame, played football at OSU from 63 to 66. The 65 Rose Bowl team member competed in multiple college all-star games following his senior year and was drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. The center enjoyed a lengthy NFL career with Detroit Tampa and was selected NFL All-Pro three times. In 2014, OSU presented him with the E.B. Lemon Distinguished Alumni Award, the highest university alumni recognition. Following his football career, he spent 23 years in his native Hawaii in key leadership roles, including state higher education, highlighted by serving as the chancellor at the University of Hawaii, Oahu. Now, the State of Oregon Sports Hall of Fame will be held virtually September 26th and air live on KGW-TV at 7 p.m., Former Beavers Stephen Jackson and Steve Priest will introduce Hanneman and Freitas. Pretty cool. That's way cool. So were, were they, forgive me because my uh, timeline might be a little off, but were they part of the uh, Steelers Iron Curtain back uh, in the 70s? No, they would uh Well, uh, no, because it was oh, a little okay. early, a little early. A little early. Still very impressive. Yep. Now also at Beach, Oregon State redshirt senior linebacker Hamaka Rashid Jr. has been named a preseason All-America first team selection um, announced by that media organization on Tuesday. Now it is the fourth preseason All-America honor for the Phoenix native, who has also been recognized by the Walter Camp Foundation, Phil Steele, and the Sporting News. Now Rashid Jr. is also on the preseason watch list for the Budkiss, Nagurski, and Benarik Awards, as well as the Lot Impact Trophy. Now, Rashid Jr. led the nation with 22.5 tackles for loss in 2019 and placed tied for third with 14 sacks. Both totals also set Oregon State single-season records. He posted at least one tackle for loss in each of his first 10 games, only one of the three players nationally to accomplish that feat. Now, Rashid Jr., who has already graduated with a degree in public health, was selected as a first-team All-American in 2019 by Sports Illustrated, The Athletic, and Phil Steele. He was named to the second team by Walter Camp, CBS Sports, the Football Writers Association of America, and the Associated Press. The the lot impact. Correct. Well, that's kind of fun. Yeah. So, too bad we're not watching him play next week. Yeah. So, you <sighs> years ago we were in minnesota uh going to the mall of america watching the beeves yeah open up at minnesota yeah yeah it's good times yeah noodle salad four years ago i think it was four years ago Is that it, was, right? four it years? was four years ago yeah four years ago today yeah. we were at the mall of america that was good times noodle salad i remember that uh remember when we were in line for the one roller coaster and the guys are like you guys have that Taylor Gate tailgate on Western. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were so recognized awesome. over there. Yeah. Anyway, I thought our, our fame would be even known over in Minnesota. There you go. Anyway, uh, what do we else we got, Billy? 
Oh, is, is that's all the news that the I tape? got. Oh well, I got nothing. Are we? Are we? I don't. I don't have a. Uh, I don't have an update from Eugene. Did you unplug the 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 tick the the? I I teletype? did. Eugene is. Yeah, Eugene is closed. <laughs> Eugene is closed. <laughs> it's it's nothing but a it's nothing but a a haze of uh, blue smoke because they're all no, nobody down in Eugene is essential, so they're all furloughed. Probably all beating yeah. crap out of each other. I, I was going to say the only essentials are the ones running the, uh, the running the marijuana shops down there. Yeah. So poor bastards. Anyway. No great loss down there. Um, let's see what else. Hey, so we we have a new theme for music for the the 2020 season. So up next is the Tommy Tuberville. What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. <laughs> oh, jackass of the week award. Yeah. See, I didn't get a template. Every week we like to discuss a person in college football who exemplifies the truly worst in sportsmanship, leadership, or just being a fan. And this week, Beach. It's really kind of going to a whole group of people. Who all do we got? And we actually talked about all these people earlier. All the rioters in Portland? No, well, yeah, but <laughs> but uh, no, this is in, in sports. We're actually going to give it to the Pac-12 CEO group and Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott. The CEO group called, is... Because they called it early? Well, yeah, but no, for something different. Oh, okay. So I don't know if you know this, Beach, but Larry Scott is one of the highest paid, if not the highest paid, commissioner, uh, athletic commissioner in the nation. Okay. And he does a horrible job. Okay. Um, if you look at their revenues, they have fallen every year for the last three years. By 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 large amounts. The biggest thing is the the Pac-12 network, which the conference owns, isn't even available to more than half the country. Well, how do they? Why is that? Because they can't get on AT and T. And why do they? Why can't they get on AT and T? They can't come up with fair value. Uh, they just can't come to terms, and. Uh, Anyways, then this week, Beach, it was reported that the league is reportedly working toward hiring intermediaries to do the job that Larry Scott was brought in to do. And that potential hire will work independently of Scott and report directly to the leadership of the schools that make up the league. Now, that's according to documents obtained by John Wilner of the Mercury News. Now, keep in mind, under Scott's leadership, the league launched the widely criticized Pac-12 network that it was has largely been viewed as a disaster. Now, it's gotten so bad, Beach, that the Pac-12 is considering this consultant to go over the head of Scott and report directly to the Pac-12 presidents. Now, the plans are outlined in a series of executive emails focused on hiring a media consultant who could be given the authority to work independently of Commissioner Larry Scott and report directly to the presidents, which at that point, why do you have Larry Scott, right? Well, ex- exactly. I mean, what I'm reading here is that apparently they don't feel like they're either getting the either any information or the correct information from Larry Scott. Yeah. So if you feel like he's incompetent in his job, then you need to terminate him unless he's got such a lucrative damn contract they can't afford to. Yep. Now, Scott's deal with the Pac-12 ends in 2022, the same year 
the next media rights deals are set to begin. Now, the Pac-12's media rights are up in 2024, but the next deal will be finalized before that current deal expires. Okay. So, yeah. So, so what, has the Pac-12 network just been – because the other uh, conferences also have similar networks, don't they? Yes, but they're – most of them, like the SEC network, um, the Longhorn network, the Big Ten network, are all done in conjunction with ESPN. And the Pac-12 does not. Correct. Theirs is all owned independently, which can work, right? But when you're not on mm-hmm. half the damn cable systems. Which, and that's why they networked with ESPN, because that gives them access. It gives them, yeah, exactly. And the other thing, too, is if you look at a lot of the other leagues, their league offices, I mean, you look at how much uh, the Pac-12 plays for office space in, in San Francisco, mm-hmm. the Bay Area, they're paying through the nose. They are paying through the nose to be in San Francisco. And why? I was going to say, why did they pick San Francisco? Exactly. Where, 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 do, you know where the, do you know where the Big Ten is located, the Big Ten headquarters? No idea, but probably the cheapest state. <laughs> it's, it's the Big Ten headquarters is in Illinois. Do they want to get shot? Chicago? No. Okay. Hold on. In Rosemont, <laughs> Illinois. Rosemont. Rosemont. Okay. So it's not like it's in Chicago, it's in Rosemont. Do you know nope. do you know where the Big Twelves headquarters is? No idea, but I bet you're gonna tell me. Irving, Texas. Ooh. Okay. Do you know where the SEC headquarters is? Do tell, Billy. I'm all ears. Southeastern Conference is in Birmingham, Alabama. All places with a much lower price for retail, yeah. for uh, uh, office space. Yeah. San Francisco is one of the most, is the most expensive city right up there with New York City for yeah. for office space in the city. And they are. Thanks. What? I was going to say thanks for control loss. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So they're paying through the nose for it. And just a couple of weeks ago, they let a whole bunch of people go. So now they have a bunch of office space that they don't need that they're still paying through the nose on because they probably missed it. Yeah. Well, and nice. I just wish they would get their their um their app on on you know, just make their app so I could just subscribe to the app and yeah. watch and watch everything through the app. Yeah, because then you could plug it into a projector and we'd be in at the races on everything. Yeah, you wouldn't. I wouldn't need my cable TV. Yeah, and it's just a mess. And the thing that you're paying that guy the most of five point three million a year. Yep, five point three million a year. Correct. Not like a five year contract. He's making a million a year. No, five point three million a year. Oh, dang. Yeah, that's uh, – I think uh, they they didn't uh, have a good good contr- a good understanding of the market when they made that contract. What's his experience? Where did he come from? Um, he came out of – god dang it. I want to say um, he came out of tennis, I believe. 
Um, serves as the chairman and CEO of the Women's Tennis Association. Wow. Yep. So yeah, makes five point three million dollars a year. Well, if they're dumb enough to pay it, don't blame him for being. You know. Yep, but it's just a mess. And when when you've got the 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 school president saying maybe we need to have somebody else to do this, then why are you paying that guy five point three million dollars? You're already bleed. Saying, you're already what, bleeding. Just, you're already bleeding money out all over the place. What the I'm hell? Wonder the, what what his cancellation policy is. Who signed that contract? Yeah, uh, then yeah. uh, like I said, they're not the sharpest tools. Yeah, well, we'll wait and see so. because you know, like, uh, what's his name here at Oregon State just retired. So if some of those guys that signed him are no longer there, other people can be more willing to get rid of him. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna fire sure. him, yeah, but he ain't my guy. I didn't make this mistake. I've got to yeah, fix I, it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I. My my, uh, I didn't step in the dog poop. I just got to get rid of it. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, so the conference CEO group and Larry Scott, you get this week's. Jackass of the Week Award. All right, Beach, it is time for our musical interlude for the 2020-2021 season. And you and I went through a lot of deliberation, thinking Mm -hmm. back and forth, and then I think we sent like two texts, actually. Yep. And I said something like six songs or pandemic songs, but you had a better idea. Yeah, well, my first suggestion was Weird Al, and you didn't like that one, even though I think Weird Al's a... I think Fantastic Weird Al's great, artist. But, but but yeah, but let's you know we've we've done some Weird Al songs in the past. I like when we can do it like with just a, a theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, themes really open up the 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 genre. Mm-hmm. You know, so because you know normally we're when you're stuck with one artist, this way we can pick several artists and we can go all across the board from rap to to new age. You know, I don't know what the other crap is, but anyway, heavy metal. Um, anyway. So this year's theme is alcohol because that's going to be the only thing that's going to get us through this season is lots and lots of alcohol. So I, for our first song of the season, guess what I'm, guess what song I picked? What'd you pick? Alcohol by the Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's from their 1998 album titled Stunt. Yes. Uh, you know, not a whole lot of, uh, a lot of information on the Bare Naked Ladies. Did you know that? Yeah, well, they're Canadian. Yeah, yeah, that's probably it. So, too nice. There's no dirt on them. But uh, anyway, um, I've, I've always, I don't know about you, I've always liked the Bare Naked Ladies. Always, you know, their, their style has been incredibly different than anything else out there. But they got some good radio play, and, uh, and and this particular song I kind of find funny, just because the lyrics are pretty much true. So without further ado, here is Bare Naked Ladies, Alcohol. Alcohol, alternative to 
thought so you know alcohol it's a party time necessity so you know i just i i feel like we should be getting out there putting up the tent and getting the deep fryer out there and instead we got nothing oh i know it's it's been you know everyone asks me like how are you doing i'm like are you okay and i enjoy tailgating i love college football I, mm-hmm. I can live without it. I mean, it's not a fun thing, but it, it's okay. I'll be okay. And it's not like I haven't been kind of mentally preparing myself for this, you know, for the last, I don't know, four months. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about it this morning when we were chatting, texting back and forth, um, is that, you know, typically on mom's birthday weekend in May, we come up with our menu items. Yeah. And I held you know, off. And yeah, we never, ever even discussed themed menus this year so we we didn't even have a, a 
because normally when we come up with them, I usually I'll post them on Facebook and stuff. So people, you know, just, you know, it's, we're a few months away, gives people a sampling of what we're going to come up with. And, uh, and we didn't even do it. Mm-hmm. You, and then last, uh, over the weekend, uh, for those that don't, don't know Billy and I on a, on a personal level, we, um, we've been doing, uh, I guess if you follow us on Facebook, um, we've been doing movie nights in the barn up here at uh, Twin Pines. And, uh, I kind of felt like, uh, Sunday night was the closest thing we've had to a tailgate in a long time because Billy brought up food and, and, uh, I brought up beverage, had beverages. And, uh, what, what did we serve Billy? What did you have? What'd you I, bring up? I had pork barbacoa. Yes. No, I was told that barbacoa is supposed to be beef cheeks. Is that wrong? No, well, it's a barbacoa is... style. Okay. Okay. Yeah, somebody told me I told them we had barbacoa and I'm like pork barbacoa and they're like uh, barbacoa is beef cheeks. And I'm like I don't know what the hell barbacoa is. I just hear people talk about it. Yeah. And that's what Billy said we had, and so we had it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, but uh, it, the the pork barbacoa uh, was amazing on Sunday. Mm-hmm. We we kind of had our choices of uh, tacos, sandwiches, or nachos, and. Uh, and I, I mean, I was thrilled with that darn thing. So could have easily been done for a tailgate. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm listening to you. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that was my thoughts is, you know, movie night was the closest thing we had to a tailgater. And, and I mean, I don't even know. It, it, yeah. I mean, if we move this thing into January, what's, you know, are they even going to allow tailgating? You know, that's the question. Even if they had football, would they even allow tailgating? Because are they going to let people? Uh, Probably not at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, you know, there was a there was a live football game on Saturday. Who played? Uh, Austin P versus Central Arkansas. And was there anybody in the st- uh, stands uh, or a, like very, a very, 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 game? very, 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 very few? Just a, a so. very few. But a lot of the things that's looking like there won't be any tailgating if there's stands and the people in the stands won't be very many and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I I went to a Regal Cinemas on Friday Mm -hmm. and uh, the way they make you sit in there is every other chair Mm -hmm. is empty, but you don't have to. uh, You can sit next to somebody assuming they're one of you in your park. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, they want at least one one chair separate. Um, but uh, I, I'll tell you, it was nice just getting back to a little bit level of normalcy with uh, going to a movie on Friday night because that's something I do pretty religiously. Yeah, we and went, haven't haven't since early March. Yeah, we went to a movie here last month in Dallas, but it was just a a, a reshowing. It wasn't a, a new movie. So yeah, went I went and saw that new uh, uh, the new Mutants movie. It's got uh, one kid from Stranger Things. Oh, yeah? How was it? Um, you know, I'm not a big X-Men fan. I did like the Logan uh, movie that came out not too long ago. And this actually had like a little bit of a scene from Logan. Mm-hmm. but And it kind of carries on that same story. But it was good. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't earth-shattering by any stretch. But it was, it was kind of a, I don't want to say a superhero, but, it, you know, it was a Marvel horror movie. Mm-hmm. 
is as close it was, but I don't know how horish it was. And horish uh, meaning uh, scary, not horish meaning uh, like naughty nurse. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, or yeah. So, <laughs> I'm sure, son. Yeah. <sighs> so yeah. And I really want to see Bill and Ted's face the music, but it was only playing at the drive-in, and I kind of want to see it in the theater. Hmm. So, but I don't know. If now you can on demand it. I think through Netflix. I hope it does well. Me too. Hate to see hate to see Keanu Reeves have a flop. Yep. So the more and more I read about that guy, he's uh, he's a pretty awesome dude. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. But anyways, so I was thinking, Beach, maybe we should talk about possibly, depending on how things work out, maybe doing like a tailgater up at Twin Pines. You know, I'd be down for that or up for that. Yeah, whatever you have to be for that. Because I think yeah. I need to make I need to make cheese cheese steaks at least once. Absolutely. So so and and the golf course. Well, the golf course is functioning at this point. Um, the walkway should hopefully be done by the end of this week. Nice. And then hopefully by the end of the year, the landscaping and lighting will be in. Nice. Yeah. But once the walkways are in, it's going to be getting kind of a, a feeling of, of completion at that point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And again, for people who don't know, I got a little mini golf course going on at my property. Yeah. So, a little nine-hole course? kind of Nine whole course. Pretty challenging. Some easy and a few are difficult. Yes. So hole number three, you got to tap it. You don't whack it. Yeah. So and which hole is a number, good. And hole number eight good, is brutal. But, yeah. But I mean, tap it, not whack it. That's that's a good rule of thumb just for any dude. Yeah. So you always tap it. So anyways. Shouldn't whack If anyone's out there listening and you think you'd uh, be interested in attending some kind of tailgater on a Saturday – Probably sometime in September or early October. Get back to us. Let us know. Drop me a text or send us an email or hit us up on Facebook. Let us know what you think. Because what we might end up doing is uh, maybe playing an old football game on a projector on the projector screen, having a tailgater, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. see what maybe we, maybe we bring out some beer pong. Yeah, I don't know about that, but yeah, we'll definitely do that. Okay. So, All right. anything else to add, Beach? I got nothing, Billy. I feel like I didn't bring anything to tonight. Well, you really brought crappy audio. I'm sorry. You're like coming in and out all the time. So we got to do something to try to fix that by next week. Okay, I'll try to do better. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to show number 140 of your League Participation. If you'd like to comment, send a suggestion, ask a question, uh, HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com, at HeinrichTailgator on Twitter, HeinrichTailgator on Facebook, Remember, listen, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and whatever podcatcher you like. Remember to leave us a rating and review. Beach. It was good to start getting back into it. Hopefully next week we'll get back into uh, a little bit more of a rhythm. And we should have a few uh, games that we can actually maybe talk about something. Something. Well, I, I, I dare, dare I say we have to talk about soccer as our only sport. Well, it's going to be pathetic. There's actually a couple games scheduled for Thursday night. And let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six games scheduled for Saturday. Football? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, at least we got something to talk about. Yeah. Something to football. At least watch, right? Something. So, uh, 
Until next week, here's a great big Go Beavs. Skype recordings. Sweet. 831.27. Nice. I don't I don't really have much of a plan. I got a song picked out. Um other than that, I got nothing. I'm just gonna raw dog this crap and pray I pull out before I screw up. Maybe they don't want to change. Maybe they're perfectly happy the way they are. Hold on. Oh, and so it's going up. Okay. What would you think of my music theme? No, that works. Okay. I hope I it's recording. It I think se- it's recording. I figure it might be a good season for that. Oh, yeah, it's going up. Okay. All right. That's what she said. <clears throat> All right. Siblings, siblings, siblings. Siblings, siblings, Show number 140, season number nine. Freaking heck! I can't, I can't we've been doing this shit for nine years. I know. Oh my god! I was a young man when this started. Were we both? I was thirty-five. <laughs>